Hello, and welcome to the Accessible Enneagram and Enneagram podcast for everyone. I'm your co-host, Tori, and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm your co-host, Meg, and I use she and they pronouns. We are making this podcast as accessible to everyone as we can. We acknowledge the differences in identities, abilities, and level of familiarity with the Enneagram. And today, we are going to be talking about type four, whose core word is depth. Before we begin today, we will be going over our instructions for use. So let's do our golden rule reminders for the Enneagram. First one, only you can type yourself. Only we know our own motivations. We can only observe actions in others. Secondly, the Enneagram should not be used with eye rolls at other numbers, um, but self-owns are welcome. And I should say that's, that's self-owns, not self-owns. Yes, cell phones are welcome if you're using them to watch or listen to this, but they don't really have much to do with it, I guess. Right. But otherwise, if you want to do a self-burn, that's welcome. Yeah, very welcome. Meg and I are going to be doing that throughout this podcast, so you can join in. Join right in. Each human and each number exists on a scale of healthy to unhealthy. Actions may vary, but motivation, again, is what's important. And a big reminder is that eight out of nine people are not like you. They don't think like you. They work differently from you. So just keep in mind when you're like, oh my God, why does this person do that? Why can't they be like me? Because odds are they're not like you. And finally, uh, my golden rule for the Enneagram and for life, don't be a dick. The Enneagram is a tool to help you develop self-compassion and compassion for others. It is not to be used to be a dick to other people. Seems fairly straightforward, but we're human beings, so always worth getting that reminder. Important reminder. So today we're talking about type four, which is all about depth. And type fours find purpose in feelings. Their core belief is that the world doesn't understand them. And so thus, they have to be their true, authentic self. And because of this, they avoid feeling ordinary. Our Rumi quote for type four is, We carry inside us the wonders we seek outside us. Important for fours. Okay, so as with our other numbers, we are going to be continuing to present the characteristics of the four using a strengths-based approach. So we are going to avoid words like sin. We are going to be avoiding um, focusing on only on the negative traits of each number and focus on what they are bringing to the table, both what they are strong in and what they struggle with. So like two and three before it, we are going to be doing strengths and struggles for the four today. Four strengths are feeling all the feelings. They are really good at connecting with their emotions and um, understanding what they are and expressing them, which is very important. And many other numbers struggle with this. And it's all the feelings. It's all not the feelings. just the good ones. It's not just you know, the bad ones. It's all of them. Yes. Which, yes, some some numbers are good at feeling some emotions and not others. So fours, fours are, are helping us all out with this one. They also are good when they're healthy at making the ordinary extraordinary. So they aren't spending necessarily a lot of time searching for extraordinary experiences like some other numbers might do. They're able to find the extraordinary in everyday life and in in any person they might come across. They're also strong in creativity and free, authentic expression. And really healthy fours can also encourage other people to do this too. Fours struggle with getting lost in their feelings, getting bogged down in their feelings and not being able to do anything about them or in maybe seeing 
uh, another side of an issue. They might get stuck in how they feel about something someone said or a situation and not be able to think about both sides or the context or something like that. They can also become self-focused in their desire to be um, authentic and and pursue self-expression. They can get sometimes lost in looking at themselves and exploring themselves and maybe not noticing people around them as much. And I think both of those are sort of tied into the force strength of self-awareness, but then the flip side of that is getting lost in the self-awareness of being too analytical of the self and being very much stuck in that stage of constantly thinking about what am I feeling? How is this going? Who am I? And just very much stuck in a state of reflection, which is healthy in some situations, but also needs to be taken in doses at times. Exactly. Fours, if you are somebody who maybe is always trying a new self-help book or learning about a new technique or is taking or taking every single personality test that there is on the internet, you might be a four uh, because it can feel like an endless, um, impossible task to truly know yourself and to truly be your most authentic self. And fours can just be reminded that that's fine. Like you don't have to figure it out before you do other stuff. You can work on that and do other things. That's the other thing. The struggle, the final struggle for is that they can end up feeling um, unsatisfied and searching for what's missing. They hunger for depth and meaning in their life. And so sometimes they can be discontented with their circumstances. Grass is always greener, feeling like they're broken, their situation is broken. So fours are looking, can look for wholeness And that is not necessarily the same as um, you can't necessarily just find that inside yourself. Sometimes they'll look for things outside that can be found inside and vice versa. So that's just something that fours, the fours in my life are always wanting their experiences and their contributions and everything they're doing to mean something. And sometimes things are just not like sometimes you just go to the grocery store, you know? (laughs) Exactly. And you'll hear the word envy associated a lot with the four. And that comes not necessarily from a point of jealousy, but again, from this struggle of seeking outside of them what they feel is missing inside them. Yes. So that's that's the context for envy, um, which again doesn't mean jealousy, doesn't mean our sort of, you know, typical cultural understanding of envy, but instead is just seeking for things outside of themselves that they feel are lacking inside themselves. Yeah. And a sort of inability to settle for what is happening around them or be contented in their circumstances, which you'll especially see that with a fours, fours that have a three wing. But it's, it's also you know, a a hallmark of a healthy four is that they are both able to go deeper all the time, but not discontented with the way things are. Finding that balance of, yeah, trying to find beauty in things, but then also accepting things as they are. And then speaking of wings, uh, the four in relation to other numbers, um, the four is part of the heart triad along with twos and threes. The core strength of the triad is attunement. Uh, being in tune with others and themselves. And then the core struggle is distress. And the four is the most in touch with those of the triad. They are the internalizing number. They are very, very, very much in tune with themselves. They can sometimes struggle with being in tune with others, but that comes from if they get stuck in their own self-awareness cycle. And then they're very much in tune with their distress, again, in terms of feeling all of the feelings, feeling the depth of every emotion possible 
you can get stuck in distress that way because there's a lot to be distressed about, quite frankly. (laughs) So that can be, again, they don't avoid feelings of distress as much as twos and threes do, but they can still struggle with getting stuck in that. Yeah, their their emotions are so big that sometimes they can be difficult for, for them to manage. They can get overwhelmed by their distress and get stuck in that space. So it's like that balance that we were talking about before and like doing what you need to do to, to really experience your emotions and process them in a healthy way and then being able to move on or to like move through them. And that that's where sometimes that, that struggle with distress for fours. It's not that they are avoiding the distress, is that they're getting bogged down in it, which can suck for them a lot, I think. So the wings of the four, a four with a three wing can be a very productive, creative person and creative in many, many senses. It's not just artists. It's, you know, the full spectrum of creative expression. Their struggle can be with becoming egocentric and overly focused on appearances. So that's a shared part with the three is they really care about how they're perceived by others because a three draws upon that to measure their own self-worth. And a four cares about being perceived by others so that others feel like they know them, that they're, you know, presenting this desirable but authentic self at the same time. The strength of it is that um, fours can become very, very productive with their creativity. Again, trying to keep it out of the capitalist framework that it is about the fours being able to create as much as they feel inspired to create and to have the structure of the three to be able to get that pacing done, to have that drive to complete something. Yeah, the motivation and the drive of the three can be really helpful for the four because they can get kind of dreamy. And so that three wing kind of helps them get on it and have have some kind of discernment about like, this is fulfilling to me. Is it going to be received well? Do I care? You know, that kind of stuff. I think four wing threes can struggle with that self-perception and the way others receive them, they want to be they want to be authentic. They don't want to edit themselves for other people, but they're aware of whether or not they're palatable in a way that probably four wing fives don't really care that much about. And that can be hard because it's like fours. If you know, you've probably heard people tell you you're too emotional or that you're moody or that your personality is really big and it affects people around you. And knowing whether or not that's true in any sort of meaningful way or like what you should do about it. I think especially fours that are designated female at birth and raised as girls, it can be really hard. And like figuring out how much of my self-worth do I really want to invest in feeling understood by people around me. And that's something that everyone has to kind of figure out for themselves. But I think that three wing can be a, it can be a gift because it helps, it can help fours get out of themselves and like see people around them and make them more skillful at, you know, if they need to promote themselves in their art, or their creativity, or um, put themselves in a situation where their gifts are going to be really useful, that can be helpful, but it can also mean that then they're too concerned with how other people see them, which can cause them even more distress. Yep, getting stuck in that cycle of self-awareness again, Um, which is also a struggle for fours with a five wing. Fours with a five wing can be very creative and deep philosophical thinkers um, who really focus on finding the meanings of life. So again, really big picture thinkers, really um, trying to approach things from a different angle. Yeah, sort of using the more studious side of things, of really trying to, not necessarily in an academic way, um, but pushing for deeper and deeper thoughts on things and keeping that focus. And then 
as I think is a struggle with most philosophical things, it's very easy to become pessimistic. And fives really struggle with pessimism as well. So that's their shared struggle there is being very deep thinkers um, and really driven to expand upon their thoughts, but then again, possibly getting bogged down in some of the more negative thoughts. And again, because life is all about struggle, it's easy to fall down that rabbit hole of thinking that that's all that life is. Yeah. And Meg, would you say if we're differentiating between a four wing five and a five wing four, like what would you say if if someone is listening and is like, I don't know which one of these I am, like, what would you say to help people kind of draw the distinction between those? I think it is 100% how in touch you are with your emotions. A four wing five will be super in tune, be like, wow, I'm depressed and be like very open and expressive of their emotions. Whereas fives, because they're part of the head triad instead, are very much attempting to become completely removed from their emotions. They have much more of a drive to be objective, which to them means without emotion. And so I think that's the major separating point. And again, because the four is part of the heart triad and the five is part of the head triad, I think that's really the core distinguishing factor is um, whether you feel things more or whether you think through things more. Yeah, I think that's that's a good that's good. And like a five wing four might be more emotionally in touch than a five wing six, but they're not going to be coming at everything primarily from an emotional perspective the way that a four wing five is. Yep, absolutely. And then the lines, which are sometimes called directions of um, stress and growth, we like to think of them more as um, numbers that you have access to. And so for those um, in relationship with a four, they are one and two. So when a four is in touch with their one qualities, they can become much more self-disciplined and act on ideals which sort of helps ground them and structure them. But then the flip side is that they can become very harshly judgmental of others. Fours come from this perspective of, here's my experience, here's my authenticity. Why aren't you like me? Why are you struggling differently? Why are you reacting differently? Why are you living a different life than I am? Why are you a poser? Yes, exactly. Why are you a faker? Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, those are both really like potent. Like that is very helpful. And also that challenge is really challenging. <laughs> yep, yep. It is very much a double-edged sword. Yeah, I'm always, my mind is always blown when I think of one and four being connected that way just because they seem so different. But like, it's totally true. Like I know you a one and I, my mom is a four and I've seen this dynamic happening on both, from both directions before. And it's like, oh, there you, there it is. That's what's happening. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then the other number that fours have a connection with is two, which is another interesting connection. And so for their relationship with twos, they can really tune into others in terms of feeling really deeply with them. So fours can be really deeply empathetic because they're not scared of big bad emotions. So for example, if somebody is really grieving or really struggling with something, a four can show up in that relationship in a way that a lot of other numbers will shy away from because they're not scared of those emotions. And they're like, hey, I'm here. I feel you. I am here to you know, witness all of your big feelings because I get it. I get big feelings and you know, I'm here with you. So that's really a powerful strength 
that the force can tap into that two energy of being in tune with someone and their emotions. But then the flip side of that can be um, becoming dependent on attention from others, which is a struggle of the two of measuring their self-worth in other relationships. Um, and so fours can also start to do that. And especially with the fours struggle for searching outside of themselves, what they feel is missing. And so that can um, really show up as a lot of like a, um, attachment issues. Yeah. Like codependency can be really un unhelpful in this with this line um, because, yeah, you're like, you want to find meaning, you want to feel valid and validated. And then if you find like fours can get in this in if they're going towards two and they're they're not doing great, you know, it can be in this place where it's like I have this one person. They're the only person who understands me, which is like can be kind of romantic, but also you get this like Romeo and Juliet situation, like on all levels um, with that dynamic. It's not great. So I think it's, I always think it's interesting that four has that connection with the two because the, they're both in the heart center and that's a lot of feelings, it's just a lot of feelings happening. You can tell neither of us are a four. We're both like, whoa. <laughs> yep. And it's also, it's interesting because there's um, lots of other numbers that have a connection in the two other triads. Yeah. But for the four, they have one that's still, they, they don't have a line in the head triad. Um, and I think that that can be really an important area of growth for fours is accessing the head triad more. Yes, exactly. And like, as we've said before, and we will continue to say, like, just because you have these wings and lines, the idea of the Enneagram is that, you know, there's a reason it's a circle. Like it's an inclusive, all-encompassing system. And the the goal is to continue to work on yourself and in relationship with others to the point where you can access the the good qualities of every number. Um, at least sometimes. Um, so yeah, force, you can try to be rational. Sometimes it won't hurt you. I promise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So in a way, it's about growing away from your number in a kind of counterintuitive way. But Yeah, which I think uh, fours are probably screaming, might be screaming the loudest about the idea of that um, because they're like, but no, this is who I am. Yeah, it is. And also you contain multitudes. Yep. Yep. It's not just that. There's also and. There's always more. There's always more. The both and. Always. Okay. So you might be a four if you feel all the feels and you love it. If you would drive an extra 15 minutes to get yourself a fancy coffee from a fancy place. <laughs> if you seek authenticity and hate fakers. If you feel like there's always something missing from your life. If being called ordinary is an insult. That's a shout out to you, mom. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that one may be the biggest. Like if that just hit you and you're like, oh, I'm not ordinary, you're a four. Yeah, for real. Because like, yeah, lots of people can have big feelings. Um, and many people can have feelings about fancy coffee. I do. I'm a nine and I have lots of feelings about fancy coffee. But if someone called me ordinary, I'd be like, oh, fine. Okay. That's chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if my mom will ever listen to or watch this, but mom, if you're listening, I love you. A story that she shared with me, I don't think she would mind me sharing is once she was in therapy and her therapist, I don't know, she was like expressing some kind of like lack of feeling like she, she wasn't fitting in with like other moms or something. Um, or like her life wasn't as glamorous as people assumed it might be because she's an actress or I don't know what the context was, but her 
her therapist was like, yeah, you're not a fancy Jaguar. You're a station wagon. And she was so offended by that. And when she shared the story, I like had a hard time like meeting her where she was at because I was like, yeah, I would love for someone to see me as a station wagon. Like that's so reliable. And like that car is great. You know, like immediately thought of like our Subaru and like, and I was like, that sounds fine, mom. Why are you offended? And she was so mad because like, of course she was, you know, I just didn't get it. So I just, she doesn't want to be the station wagon. She wants to be the car that everybody notices. Yes. Even if it's not the Jaguar, like she doesn't want to be just like, yeah, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to be that thing or like, like she's has a mortal fear. She had like a mortal fear of owning a, a minivan. Well, she never did. She never will. But like, it's like a thing, you know? So if you're listening to this and you're like, your mom is right, that's terrible. You're a four. Yeah. And we, we will unabashedly tell you that. <laughs> Because that's not a thing that really happens with any of the other numbers. No, no, definitely not. And like, there's really like, we're making fun of y'all right now, but there's really nothing wrong with this feeling of like, no, I want you to see me as a unique person. I don't want you to limit me to some box you're putting me in. Like, I get that. That's legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, especially when you feel so deeply, when you spend so much time in your feelings, when you're constantly finding the need for other people to understand you. Like, of course, of course, this is just, that's the logical progression. So no shade. No shade. But here are some affirmations for fours. So here are things for fours for you to repeat to yourself and to keep going forward in order to grow. So I am unique and find beauty in ordinariness, and my feelings are not too much. And then again, back to that Rumi quote, we carry inside us the wonders we seek outside us. So just keep that with you. You can find everything you need within yourself. So you're complete. You're whole. There you go, fours. You're good, fours. All right. That uh, is the end of our intro to the four. Um, we hope you keep in touch with us. Um, if you would like to find us, you can find us at our website, which is accessibleenneagram.com, just like the name of our podcast. We have a YouTube channel, which you can find um, by going to our website or our socials and, and clicking on it. Our uh, Instagram is at Accessible Enneagram. And you can find this as a podcast wherever you download podcasts. Yep. And if there is anything we can do to make this podcast more accessible, or if we have had any oops moments, um, we invite you to call us in. So please let us know. Um, you can email us at accessibleenneagram at gmail.com. And our website also has a contact us section. So please let us know. And this has been the Accessible Enneagram, and we hope you grow with us. Bye.